Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. And welcome back, viewers, to another episode of 360. How are you, Katie? I'm wonderful, Ben. How are you? Tremendous. I didn't even realize we're twinning today. We are twinning. I've got navy tights, black shirt, black shoes. Hence, I don't even need to say if we're twinning. That's pretty much what I'm wearing. <laughs> Just not tights. Not the tights. Not the tights. We don't have many people on board for men's tights. No. And I keep getting in trouble when I say I want to wear three-quarter tights for working out. People are like, you can't wear them. No. No. Mm. No. Traumatize people in gym, scar them. I don't think it's that horrendous, but anyway. Some people it's are saying bad. Well, I'm not saying like I'd wear them with no shorts on. Mm. Don't feel that that would be appropriate. I mean, not saying that that's, you know, <laughs> if that tickles your fancy, go for it. But um, yeah. Well, we should be sponsored by Lululemon at the moment, head to toe. True. No paid ad. No paid ad. Not paid <laughs> Hashtag ad. not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. We're doing it. Um, anyway, it's been a while. How have you been? I've been wonderful. How have you been? Right. You should be refreshed. Refreshed. Were you holidaying? I was holidaying. Beach holiday. Yeah. Little How bit was of that? sun, a little bit of family time. It was lovely. Nice. Rained for a week and it was beautiful and sunny for a week. Good. Bit of um, variety. A little bit of beach time, a little bit of farm time. It was, it was a really nice mix. It was nice to disconnect for a little bit and to not have to be anywhere at a certain time, not have a rigid schedule to adhere to it was lovely um amazing when we seem to want to disconnect and something that we talk about a lot of the times ourselves is yeah um how much people uh like strive to try and disconnect now yeah in our thrive program we talk about it too the bit to disconnect is how important it is now to consciously disconnect when times yeah like set times aside to do it otherwise everyone's continually being expected to be available yeah, at all everyone. Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it makes it harder. And
Yes, and it feels like it just keeps rolling over quicker and quicker. And I think it's always when you have something that you're preparing for or needing to do in the future. So like whether that be the next couple of days, you know that you have a schedule that you have to adhere to and you have things to do that day. But for some reason, when that day comes around, you're waiting for the day to be over when you have so much to do. You're waiting to prepare for tomorrow when you've got so much to do or you've got something good planned for the weekend. So you're waiting for the weekend. It's like we're constantly rolling over just waiting to get through things and then it rolls through faster and faster because we've always got our eyes a couple of days ahead Hmm. so you're never present I guess and that comes with disconnecting is actually being present I tell you what every day of those two weeks felt so long in a great way but so so long it felt like so much longer just because there was no there was no waiting for what's happening in four days time it was purely just that day and what happened on that day and we didn't make any plans prior like there was maybe two or three things within the whole two weeks we were like oh let's go do that 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 day we had a few things that we wanted to do but they weren't scheduled on a day so it was realistically just you woke up you did what you needed to do see how everyone feels and then plan it and organize it and it was a really smooth but relaxed process and it was really interesting to see what happened to my sleep over that time at the start probably slept like a little bit longer, Um, like going to bed a little bit, probably half an hour, hour later than I normally do at home and then sleeping in probably an hour later than what I wake up here. Um, And then by the end, I was going to bed at the same time that I go to bed here and waking up just a little bit later, but it was still early, like 5.30, 5, 5.30 every morning um, and going to bed at like 8.30 at night. But it was still that solid amount of sleep, but it was just interesting to see how unregulated it was in the first few nights. And then towards the end, it was like, I can almost guess the time when I woke up that it was going to be somewhere between 5 and 5.30 and it was on the dot every time. And it was just interesting to see how waking up felt without an alarm or without anything to specifically be. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything that you're worrying about sleeping and whether you know that you're worrying about it or not, just not having that you have to get up and then do this and then this and then this. Hmm. You don't have a task list as soon as you woke up. So it was lovely. It was very refreshing. So yes, since we last spoke to everyone, I'm very refreshed. It's good for some of us. It's good for 50% of 360. It's exactly. Good to see. It's something that I've been seeing throughout other classes and with people and chatting with people uh, generically sort of over the last month or so is around exercise. Um, been a little while since we've delved into a bit of exercise stuff, um, in the podcast, but today I had thought about keeping people going, a title being exercise for fun's sake. We know throughout life, we, we obviously a task as we talked before, you've, you've, you're task orientated or you've got an end goal or something happening. So exercise, don't confusing exercise with training. There's a lot of people saying it. Um, as exercise and training. Training is having a specific goal for something or a time frame to be met or something to do. In this case, we're just talking about exercise as in body movement, not sort of a rigid, rigid, exact, you know, knowing that you're going to squat, press and hinge every week, knowing that you're going to do something heavy, something long, something short throughout the week in your in your working stuff and it's something regimented where you're seeing numbers progress throughout the week um, talking about doing this exercise just purely for fun 
and mm. moving. And we know that there's a lot of studies around um, exercising and endorphins. Endorphins. What mm-hmm. do we know about Endo- endorphins? Endorphins um, is a shortened word for endogenous morphine. Endogenous morphine is part of the morphine family, therefore it makes you feel good. It's a probably slightly lots better hit for you than morphine, but it is part of the same family as morphine. So we produce Natural. that naturally yeah. in your body um, instead of having to chemically? Get, that chemi- get that chemically, Still chemically elsewhere. Sorry, if I, yeah, is. but extra um, man-made. Yeah, just a natural instead of a man-made source. So when we get that, it makes you feel good. The only thing with that is it can get really, really addictive. Yeah, a lot is of people like push too far. and Push too far, which is a different story. But different endorphins story. make you feel good and you produce endorphins by moving your body. Hmm. And then the thing I suppose is when people are chasing that, they can go obviously one way so far mm. as far as you know chasing the pain and you know no gain no pain no pain again and all that sort of stuff that everyone gets in it but there's a lot of people don't like getting out of their comfort zone and that's fine to do it but it's about small progressions and about small things that are going to keep you going mm. or keep you coming back for more so in most cases it's thinking about what's going to start you. So we know everyone sits there, uh, the classic thing of you see on um, on all sort of platforms and different things is someone sitting there until 10 or 11 o'clock at night eating the whole tub of ice cream mm. and then all of a sudden seeing something on TV or seeing a photo of themselves or seeing something that's going to get them ripped in two seconds and da-da-da and all that. That's, that's that motivation we talk about to get people started to do it like they have something that they want to move away from that yeah. as far as they see themselves either unhappy not a very happy place doing something as far as getting away from the current situation it's a spark to start the flame hmm. that's all that is is it's that split second where that motivation exists because in the scheme of a lifetime that motivation is very small very fleeting so yeah. you have that fleeting moment of motivation which is that spark to start the flame hmm and actionable something um and the biggest thing that we find and i was just thinking about it there and yeah catching up and chatting with people is people don't see the amount of technical stuff that in some cases goes into a program for we're not talking about an individualized program we're talking about a a class or a um you know like class programming over or something that you're seeing to progress our periodization and you know timed and all that sort of stuff is keeping people going when they just really have moved what they've moved like you say get off the couch that's the motivation get that spark and then get in class but keeping it fun is what's making them keep coming back the fun is the oxygen in the scenario. Yeah. You can have the spark to start the fire, but you need something to keep the fire going. Mm. A spark doesn't keep a fire going. It can keep lighting little fires, but you need yeah. that fun there as the oxygen to keep people pushed through and moving through and to keep it hot, basically. Yeah, and that small progression that we see sometimes can be enough to just keep dabbling along in that fire. But if they're not having fun doing it, it's really hard, like you say, to try and keep that fire sort of burning to say um, there's a small something that's going to pull us away. Exactly. So it's quite easy to just be drawn away and put it out and then I'll try and put it in the cupboard and get later on. And, and that's fine, but it's trying to find the fun that's going to keep it going and then understand that this is not necessarily about how many times you fall off the horse. It's more about how many times you get back on. Yeah, and finding finding a way to stay on. 
as much as possible and think about it as you're going to move faster sometimes you're going to move slower other times and it is going to be varied across time when it's consistent we're not looking for you to light those lots of small fires we want a consistent one so for example for us ben training sometimes will look more intense it'll be a bit heavier when we're feeling good you then get either a day, a few weeks, or even up to a month or two sometimes when things are really busy and life is a bit crazy. And it's getting into training and going, here's what my body's feeling at the moment. And often workouts will look more like priming. They'll look more longer time domain, a lot lower intensity, more low movement, load, yeah. low load, more mm. movement focused, yep. um, which is still massively beneficial for the body. And that's what I know I find fun at that time is the prospect of doing a super heavy workout as intense as possible in that time wouldn't be fun. Mm. But doing something that makes my body feel good at that time is fun. And I think we've been conditioned from so young to think exercise is meant to hurt us. It's meant to feel bad, but you feel good after it. How many times do you hear people say, oh, I hate going to the gym, but you feel so good after it, so you do it anyway. Mm. When you shouldn't hate the going to the gym. It's so much harder to get there if you hate going. Whereas if you could be okay in your head with modifying stuff to how you feel. I think that becomes with um, uh, the age, like athlete age as well. Mm. And people's sort of um, intelligence or intellect. As far as when they're moving through and doing that whole... Um, understanding it's not necessarily about coming in smashing yourself every time and sometimes when you feel like you're that agitated and you should come in and you need to smash that that's probably more the day to be able to come in and just move because you've been overstressed Mm -hmm. like you've had so many inputs so much stuff being thrown at you so many things if some stuff doesn't go right to then try and give yourself some high level either gymnastics weightlifting heavy load something to move that your body needs more coordination with is probably more going to be at a detriment to yourself than just coming in and looking at potentially doing a lighter load just technique working on being able to just move through the range um just feel like you've actually released some of that tension that's come through your body throughout the day i think that becomes with just general age you know like training age of people and being understanding with that and the more you can get people understanding how that can work and how that can benefit and build from each other so that you know that when hey today is a great day i've really felt good things are going well okay today's the day i can put myself in a little bit more stress Mm, you know like in the gym or, or working out and exercising general exercise yeah It's a concept I was exploring the other day. We have our IQ, which is obviously our intellect intelligence. Um, We then have your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. And I was exploring the idea of BQ, which is body intelligence. And it's what you feel in your body and getting in tune into your body. It ties back into what we were talking about with disconnecting, is when we're so connected all all the time, we rarely have time to take a state check of our body and what's going on. And it's how you're feeling and your body giving you signs of what's going right and what's going not right. And there was this drill that was absolutely fabulous. And it was feeling what's going on in your body so that you can use your body's intelligence to then help you move forwards and make decisions. And this can be applied to training, to life decisions, career decisions, anything that you need to, you have a crossroads where you need to choose. And um, 
they it was exploring that there's the idea of a full body yes a full body no and then a partial yes partial no and the full body no is pretty easy to recognize it's think of something that you were like did not want to be you were in a place that you didn't want to be either you were super uncomfortable you were like this is not on my path this is not something that I want to be doing and it's that time when you were like this is so wrong and I can feel it in my body that something was you need to change something or you need to get out of something it's that feeling in your body and for example you might feel the energy sinking in your body you might feel like the blood's flowing from your head downwards or from your chest downwards your chest might feel heavy your back might feel heavy your breathing might become really shallow and in your chest Um, and you might feel like if you're walking doing that drill you might feel like your feet start to pick up less It's feeling what that feeling is like in your body so that when something comes up and it's a full body no, you can identify that feeling straight away and go, my body knows something's up, that's a no. I'm going to find out intellectually soon why that's a no, but my body knows that and that intelligence, that innate intelligence we have, it's learning to harness that. They were then talking about a full body yes being what happens. It's like think of a scenario when when you were lit up, when you were like this is this is exactly right. This is something that I want. This is a scenario that I need to be in. This is going to move me forwards. This is on the right path with my life. You felt like it was exactly where you needed to be. And for some people that might've been, they were in a meeting at an opportunity. It might've been that they were standing in nature or in a forest or on grass or something. It could be a really simple scenario. It doesn't have to be big, but it was a scenario where you could feel something that was right. And you'll normally feel the energy rising in your body. You'll feel going from feet to head or bottom of your belly all the way up. You might feel lighter. You'll find your breathing goes more into your belly. Um, People sometimes get tingles or they'll feel funny things behind their ears. Um, They'll find their pickup steps. Their stride gets better. They automatically, their energy, even if they had none before, thinking about that scenario, picks all the way up. And that's what a full body yes is. So that then you know that's a yes. Like that's something that if I get that feeling, it's like you go for it 100%. Again, intellect-wise, you'll find out later why that was a yes. But your body always knows first, as long as we can take a check of it. And then you have your partial yes and no, which is your more dangerous area because that's normally where we sit all the time. If you're in a scenario and it's like, you're like, well, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. And you kind of feel what that feels like in your body. It's normally a little bit heavier, but it's not like that sinking no feeling. But it's also not the bubbly yes feeling. And you get that partial yes or no. And their concept was that if anything is a partial yes, it should be a no. It should be a no immediately because they're the things that we accept over time and we keep doing over time that then damage damages and that's when we feel unfulfilled unsatisfied we end up doing damage to our body damage to our mind to our happiness and we start to forget what a yes and a no feels like when we're constantly in this state of like oh yeah I can get through it yeah I can do it so how that relates to training is like that full body yes full body no is that's a drill that can really help you take a check of where your body is so that then that way you can know how your body's feeling you can take a check of where things are when you think about what you're going to do for training that day think about how that feels in your body if you have a really technical weightlifting gymnastics workout coming up you've just had the world's most stressful day and you think about doing that is it an oh I really don't want to is it like a no heavy feeling but I should do it because it's good for me 
Or is it a, okay, that feels good, I can do that. If it's a that feels good, I can do that, go for it. If it's not, then you probably need to change something. Think about what would feel good in that moment. Hmm. But I think it was an interesting concept to tie in to get people in tune with their body, knowing that their body has an innate intelligence to it rather than just thinking that you have to have a thought in your head. Yeah, and I think like well, like you were saying, as it's through um, learning definite yeses and definite noes, that gives you two ends of the spectrum to know mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, in the middle is probably going to be just a mediocre yeah, and more likely to be, yeah, unless it's actually sparking joy to give you, um, probably something that you need to err, err on the, the side of a no or mm-hmm. err on the side of I may need to modify what I'm doing here yeah. or give it a recheck and check because we know um, – that life's not always just a straight line A to B. Mm. Or, um, we usually end up going off via T or Z or Y and then coming back to B. Mm. Uh, the whole idea there is to understand that you may get things, you're going to get things thrown at you. And sometimes it's how you react to them which causes you on another path. And mm. that's fine. But the thing is, is to understand that why did you get started What's going to keep you coming back and trying to get that innate thing of, I want to do this because it's fun and I know it's good for me. Yeah. And not being caught up in the whole fact of, I know that every second Thursday I need to back squat because I know that squatting is fine and I need to squat heavy. And if I don't progress from 130 kilos to 135 next week, that it's all going to be lost. And I'm not going to do this. It takes a while for you to lose some of that stuff. So sometimes in cycles of doing things and if you're training for a certain goal, it's okay to take a week where it may be that, hey, I'm just like super flawed at work. I know that putting more stress on my body in here, yes, it's going to progress me that I need to get to my goal you know, by this date or whatever, or I've got a 12-week cycle or an eight-week or 10, whatever I'm doing, it it may be worthwhile that this week I'm going to end up, and we have those called deload weeks when they're in Mm. certain programs, is to think about that being available to you, that it's time to take one or two off, which you're going to probably find is going to benefit you the next week. Yeah. And it's all right with that. And maybe just trying to find, like we've had people that we've worked with that are, like you say, got definite goals as far as timelines, you know, weightlifting, certain competitions, things going on that they've they got have to, to end up. Cut on top of yeah, with that strength. stuff. And also in between that, some of that stuff is not fun. No. But you've got to know that that brick is building in your wall to get to make the wall that you know that you wanted to build. Like that's what you're trying to do. That's okay. But then realizing that potentially you may have to take a little bit of a step sideways that day in next week to be able to fall forward and then still trying to find the fun because it's hard to find the fun sometimes when it's really just difficult so um as far as you've got so much other stuff going on outside of just the gym because we're not just necessarily what's in there it's it's art what's outside as well that you're doing this for so you know like general life and stuff like that so it's um it's something to do is to find that stuff with that sparks joy or have makes you have fun makes while you, you have exercise fun. while you exercise and move because and it's good for you 
Yeah, because the whole thing with it is that it's meant to be enjoyable. Mm. It's meant to be a part of your day that enjoy you enjoy. Because there's a mass amount of research behind, um, if we relate it to nutrition and diets, there's a mass amount of research behind what the most successful diet is. And they did a big study in the States as to which diet is the most effective. They went through like all of them, like their low carb, their high fat, their keto, their paleo, their intermittent fasting, whatever it was. The most successful diet was the one that people could stick to consistently. That was it. It wasn't a diet. Mm. It wasn't that they did keto. It wasn't that they did high carb. It wasn't that they did low fat. Intermittent it's fasting. Intermittent or other fasting. Stuff. It wasn't the method. It was the consistency. Mm. And as far as we're concerned, if you can find a movement that you love and that you enjoy and that's something that you can get behind and you can do frequently and keep in mind that that might change. Mm. When you're starting, that could be bike riding. You might love bike riding. So you might start with bike riding and walking because they're things that you enjoy and they allow you to de-stress a little bit. But then you Friends, might get... catch up with people. Yeah. The same people that are suffering with you doing things. Mm-hmm. It you might know, get to that stuff. four weeks time and you might decide that you enjoy lifting weights once a week. And then you might get to another three months from there and you might decide that you like doing hit classes three times a week and walking twice a week. And then you might go back to bike riding. And then You've incorporated movement the whole time, but you've understood that it's okay for what you like to change but you're doing it again for fun's sake yeah you're doing it for the fun of it and for the enjoyment because how long realistically if you ask yourself the question if you hate exercise well and truly the exercise that in your head that's what exercise is so you you've categorized it exercise Mm -hmm. if you categorize exercise as something that you hate but you feel good after painful It's painful. Think about how much energy you're going to have to muster every time you want to do that. Say you want to train three to four times a week. You want to work out three to four times a week. And every time you're like, I really don't want to, but I got to. Think about how long that's going to last. For the rest of your life, do you want to be in a state of, oh, I really hate it, but it makes me feel good after, so I'll do it. That sounds horrible. Absolutely, And it sounds like it's going to be inconsistent 100% of the time. And that's why people get to two weeks and they go, I just couldn't do it anymore because you only have a certain mental capacity and load to be able to do that. Eventually, that's really just forced. Yeah. Yep. You're going to really have to force it and it's not going to be something that's sustainable. No. It's, um, it's something that's really hard if you can't find a bit of silver lining, you may say in most stuff there where you can do it. And when we talk about getting cortisol down, cortisol is our stress hormone. Yeah. When we talk about getting cortisol down to lose weight, because it having a high stress, having high cortisol does make it a little bit harder to lose weight. That's right. But significantly, it makes us more hungry. Um, it makes us eat more. Our portion sizes get bigger. We want to move a little bit less. If we're talking about getting that cortisol down, going to something for an hour every day or at least three to four times a week that you hate but makes you feel good after is going to raise that stress. It's not going to release that stress. I think in some cases that um, is... Uh, the people that you're with as well, yeah. you know, the people that you're around. So having fun with people doing the same thing and that herd mentality of people being able to do it. And that's something we see throughout classes is, you know, everyone goes to this certain class. Yes. Initially when they started out the 5 PM or the 5 30 PM class suited them because of time constraints. Mm-hmm. And that's when Johnny and that, but then it becomes something that's regimented, comfortable. And they know that they can't go to any other class because all the people at all the other classes are weird. Yeah. 
you know, so we have to go to this one class because, you know, I know Bob and I know John and I know Kelly and all those other people and I can catch up with them and we suffer together and we mm. do all it's, you know, we have fun together doing it. So if you can't make that fun and those things that people to make you be consistent with it and know that when people aren't turning up that they can sort of give a bit of a gentle ribbing and do that sort of stuff so I didn't see you and like Maybe. add that, that make, makes people um, sort of accountable for it and just helps you being able to yes the fun like we said the spark and the motivation to start you but that's the little things that build up to the big bit that keeps you going yeah which makes it fun and then joining with people that can um that can certainly get those build those relationships um is there anything else you want to chat with um with exercise i i think that's i think it's pretty good yeah we have plenty of stuff there that we've chatted about with with exercise it's something that we see that yeah people can flail a lot with if they don't find we've done previous podcasts on finding your why with some of this but in some cases it's about just a basic when you're a kid building cubby houses and climbing on monkey bars and doing other stuff like that's it's just fun to do because you're able to do it and you know the muscle you don't use is the muscle you lose mm-hmm and the thing is that you're going to have time after you find it fun and after you get into that groove mm. and you're doing things that find, you find fun. And keep it varying. And yeah. like you say, you're not locked into doing that for, for that for a long time. Like if you'll find that, like you said, you bike ride twice a week and then the next, you know, the next three months you do decide that. <laughs> that's right. You do Zumba twice or you decide to do a hit class once or twice and things like that. That's, that's the chance to try different things and enjoy different stuff and get your body moving through different planes. Because at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is about, um, different neuro pathways and Mm. getting people to move in different ways and, and planes and, uh, connecting. And, you know, we know about how we've talked about muscle mapping and, and doing things where if you don't use it and get that highway or that line, you know, with that coordination, It it goes. And we know it's almost like, because I, what, what is, I did read something ages oh, a while ago about how many neuro pathways are connected when you're a kid because you're learning things. They're starting to get like, yeah, like you're starting to burn them in as far as doing something this way. Have you ever thought about it? If you were to say, so this is just odd, um, maybe a little odd, but if you were to always put your underwear on, mm-hmm. right foot in, then left foot, I do left foot and then right, but okay. Whatever. Um, I'm a right foot, then left foot. Ooh. I bet you if you were on a spicy, um, and then if you were to end up, end up, I like to change it up. A if you were to end up, it's the same as with um, brushing your teeth. You can try it either way. I yeah. try and do it. People think I'm odd. Very weird. Oh, Ben's a total weirdo. He like brushes his teeth with his left hand. Left hand. hand. Yeah, right. that's exactly Clicks right. Clicks his, yeah, I use not my ambidextrous mouth. though. No, I'm not um, ambidextrous. Yeah, I'm just, just right-handed and very strongly right-handed. But I find that doing things um, other ways challenges the other side of your brain and gives pathways for things. So uh, trying different pathways, go and try and do it where you put your, if you're a left before a right, if I put my left in before my right, how weird it feels. Yeah. Like how totally out of left field, literally, that it feels like yeah. odd. Try and take your shirt off, different hand, different way. 
And I almost guarantee you that either your underwear or your pants are going to feel different when they're on your body. You'll I have don't know about feeling on my body, but I know it just no, no. definitely feels... If I put my socks on differently, uh, they feel different on my feet and it's in, they're in the same position, but they and feel different. And that's just the burnt... Like, on. that's the pathways that you've burnt. Mm. Like, that's just solid pathways that you've burnt over a long time mm. of repetition. That's why when you see about people... What's that one that Bruce Lee says? Don't fear the man that can do a thousand punches fear the man that can do one punch a thousand times yes yeah so it's just like repetition and that's Mm. what we do and doing something yeah on something common Mm. uncommonly well yes and just keep in mind that you're going to have if when you're exploring all of these different ways that you yeah that you enjoy movement you're going to find these different Mm. challenges along the way because you're not locked to a certain type of training but you can explore different things and obviously we have a we have methods which we like to train we have lots of different methods which we agree with we believe in and we think are um, our version right now of the best methods to train and there's multiple of them but you if you don't enjoy it do something else first, and then you're going to have time to incorporate things that are dit dit right for you. But do something you enjoy first instead of looking at an Instagram post or a Facebook post or an article or something that says doing this exercise this way is going to help you. It's not going to help you if you can't do it long term and you don't enjoy it. No, because like we say, it's the same with like you're saying about the dieting or the um, meal or food is consistency. It's the key. Um, Remember that if you go and try a different class, remember being that first, that new person. So if you're someone that's in a class and you see new people come in, by all means, give them a high five, say hello. The biggest thing in most cases is for people to step through the front door. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge them, make them feel welcome. It's really hard. Don't freak out when you go to different classes or different things to be um, everyone's felt that way. People aren't watching you. You're probably the biggest critic on yourself than anyone else is going and to be. Remember how you felt walking through the doors yeah. into your first class where you did not know a person. Yeah. Think about that. And when you're talking to them, have some have some acknowledgement for how hard that has been walking into that class because mm. you knew, know how that felt the first time, but you also know at ho- how at home you feel now. Yeah, if it feels good. Um, I know how bad it was for going into a Zumba class at... Odd. Oh, that was horrendous. I remember walking there. So, for context, I'm the most uncoordinated person, potentially. Snapping and stamping your feet is a struggle. Yeah, I can't do two things at once. <laughs> it's really hard. Two yes. things work-wise at once, mm. absolutely. Two things body-wise at once, definitely not. It's a hard no. Um, so, going into a Zumba class was A, the most terrifying thing because it was a new class, B, because it was dancing, And C, because you were doing a different routine every time that you hadn't rehearsed. So I did dance for a little bit, but you rehearsed everything. But that was non-rehearsed and it was like half improv and then you had to be really coordinated. Oh, that was the most awful feeling. But the people were so lovely. They were so lovely and they were so friendly regardless of how uncoordinated I was. Yeah. Which made all of the difference. That's exactly right. But as long as you had fun and you moved. Exactly. Then it was Sweated. Heart rate got a bit high. Mm. Body temperature got up there. 
exactly yeah it's that's the thing Sim- simple stuff like yeah have a have a go at something give a challenge someone gives you a challenge to go to a different class or do something out of your comfort zone then do be it. okay with it because as we get older we get far more regimented in being in our comfort zone that for someone to push us out of it and do something out there people get more and more no's than they do yeses mm. so in some cases it's better to just give it a go try hey i gave it a go it's the same as what your mum used to say when your food <laughs> did you try it no how do you know if you don't like it because <laughs> everything was new well it was different and you exactly. knew and the thing is as if i definitely look like something i wouldn't like then you weren't that's gonna right eat it. it's, and so that's the thing with this is give it a try if you didn't like it then by all means you can find something else but chalk it up to experience yeah, and move on find that the biggest thing so yeah but but anyway yeah, give it good. a go oh, gee exercise for fun's sake yeah that's right tag one hashtagging anyway um guys so yeah another one we just wanted to jump on that we've seen lately about people sort of flailing and and sort of struggling with some stuff and keeping motivation um try and find something that's fun for you so key takeaways is yeah find something that you're you're going to keep motivated with something that's going to be fun find some people to keep you accountable um exercise should be fun um it shouldn't be a big ass chore that you should have to do all the time try and and if you are finding that exercise is a real big chore for you go back and try and find something that you enjoy just Mm. throw the structured stuff out the door if going for a 20 or 30 minute walk of a night time with your dog is what's only going to keep you fun because it gives you a chance to listen to a podcast um or do something else there yeah aka this one if you're listening to is have a go at that um yeah just get out there and have a go with trying that don't get so stuck in that and get regimented so yeah enjoy it but um as always katie how can people reach us People can reach us um, on Instagram or Facebook at 360view.co. Um, you can flick us an email if you have any questions, queries um, at contact at 360view.co um, or you can catch up with us on our website. Same thing, 360view.co and you can check out our Thrive program, 360view.co forward slash Thrive um, to have a look at what we're doing over there and you can have a seven-day free trial of, of Thrive as well to get a feel for it, have a look around the platform um, and start getting some solid habits and some fun back into your life nice i don't and that's a good way to leave it so um until next time um always have fun out there and we will talk to you later thank you viewers for tuning in to another episode of 360 view you can follow us on instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening if you found value in today's episode leave us a like a review and a five-star rating If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them on the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.